Welcome to the Revelation Project Podcast. I'm Monica Rogers. And I'm Andrea Willits. Together, we're disrupting the trance of unworthiness and guiding women to reveal the truth of who we are. We say that life is a revelation project, and what gets revealed gets healed. Welcome to the Revelation Podcast. Today we are going into part two of Revealing Spirit. We are going into a soul dive. What is that? Well, stay tuned for Revealing More. Hey everyone, this is Spirit Part Two. There's just so much to be said about this. Oh yeah, like the conversation is endless. There's so, so much. So in our last episode, we talked a bit about just what spirituality was for each of us and about other people kind of finding their own access to spirit and whatever that means, right? Whatever that means for everybody. There's kind of like, you know, I think the part about life that fascinates me is this idea that there is kind of an unveiling of life as we're ready to see different aspects of it. Because there's the surface life and where we're kind of taught to live. And then there's what we call soul diving, which is really all about diving into the unknown. In order to do that, you actually have to get past your ego and the comfort zone because the comfort zone is really here being lived on the surface, right? Well, it's it's living on the surface. It's also, you know, the, the magic happens outside the comfort zone. So you're not going to get the magic on the surface, the magic of life. When people talk about the magic of life, they are not talking about what is on the surface of life because you're going to see what you see there, right? And then there's what we see on the outside. And then there's something called insight. And insight is actually, you know, it's, there are realms of insight. And one of those realms is your kind of, that's where you're informed by spirit, one of those spiritual realms. Okay. Now, some might say, well, spiritual realms live on the outside too. Yes. Okay. I'm not here to argue that point. What I'm here to do though is to really start to put language around why going within and helping women, why, why we're really interested in helping women kind of get back to the truth of who they are. Why is that so important? Why is that important now? Right? Right. right. I don't know if you guys can hear this, but now we're (laughs) laughing because literally there is like a well the moment you said that it was like the clarion call like from the heavens of yes this is true that is hilarious <laughs> it's if you guys can hear it it is literally like a, one of those like it's a firehouse Wah! alarm it's just going off like chernobyl or something <laughs> too funny okay so but we're creating from everything yeah. Right. And now we literally have sirens going <laughs> off, right? That are going well, off. All right. So, yeah. Well, it's one perfect. thing you can't expect to happen on the surface, there are definitely signs, right? There's definitely things that we can see with the eye or hear with our senses or, you know, those experiences where you're like, you cannot make this stuff up. Exactly. Right. Those experiences that happen where you kind of, and if you're lucky enough to have them happen and you're lucky enough to have them happen with a witness, that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It is. It's the synchronicity in life. It's, you know, God holding up road signs, right. Saying, go this way. And 
it's a miracle every time, right? Yeah. And I want to go back to kind of what we were talking about, which is this duality and this polarity and this tension that is actually really important for creation to happen. And what I also want to do here is actually surface another missing link to this duality. Because for every kind of idea or conception, there is its opposite, right? Things, the paradox, right, right? The paradox. And also kind of like where tensions or harmonies, right, kind of meet. And that's where that creative sweet spot is. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Mm. And that's where male and female come together and create. That's where giving and receiving comes together to create. That's where yin and yang come in to create light and dark come in right and then there's god and goddess okay and this is interesting because it really and the feminine like i just want to underline that the feminine the masculine the feminine and the masculine you had spoken to the female and the male and that has its own right platform and circumstances right and then then there's also the masculine and the feminine right and so now we're going back into energies yes right because there's an energy around giving and receiving there's an energy around dark and light there's right and even when I talk about the known and the unknown right it's not bad one is not bad and the other good they're actually both worthy of exploration Because you cannot fully conceive one without fully conceiving the other. So going back to this whole idea. And so here's what gets really interesting. As females in the world, we have had an absence of the goddess in this world. And so we're surfacing her here today because she is a sacred part of who we are as human beings. And all of all human beings, whether you're male or female, possess these dualities, these masculine, feminine energies, these, you know, capabilities, this whole realm kind of that we're talking about today that gets so fascinating. And when we try to put people in buckets of gender, or we try to put people in buckets of religion, and we try Try to categorize everything. That's the ego's work, actually. Mm -hmm. It's not the work of spirit. That is not... And that's why sometimes when things get put into buckets, what happens is it separates us. I was just going to say, there's the separation. There's the separation. And it's really interesting. And it's very important that people start to see how this works. Because it is not in service to love. Every time we say them versus us... We're separating and there's no love there. And there's also another place that we separate and that is from self and self-love. And a lot of us are living on a low level energetic self-loathing. Yeah. And so un- true. And until we kind of surface it and explore it and understand it and get clean with it or get dirty with it, right? Like whatever has to happen. But get to intimate with it. Like really it. see it for what it is, is what I think you're like, lift the veils off yes. and see the dynamic that yes. we're creating, that we're buying into, that we're actually allowing it to separate us, to create the dis-ease. Yes, yes. Because there's a difference between tension and war, okay? Yes, yeah. And we can all use a little tension because it's where we get creative, meaning that actually tension is here to inform us. 
as our upsets, by the way, when we get upset, this, this is all like, you don't want to run away from these things, people. They're actually invitations yeah, great. to go into the duality and to start getting creative and to get out of your comfort zone because that's where creation happens Yeah, outside of the comfort zone. And so at the Revelation Project, one of the ways that we work with all of our participants, no matter what kind of work they're doing with us, is this idea of helping them kind of get out get to the edge of, first of all, their comfort zone and then out of it because that's where the magic happens. That's where transformation happens. And it's also really where revelations start to happen. We're kind of like always operating when we're in the comfort zone and we're living this surface life. We're, we're able there to kind of be in the know. Exactly. Right? And we also know, right? We also can know what we don't know. Right. But I mean, to, to bottom line it, what you're saying is questioning, right? It's to be like, start questioning it. Yeah. Well, it's to start also questioning it, trusting it versus being certain of it, that your actual perspective is a resting place for you to dwell in. It, that is not where living happens. Right. You know, yeah. it, it actually happens by allowing the tension, right, to inform you, and then starting to ask the questions that are going to start creating the wondering, right? If you get scared and you go back to the ego, you know, not again, not much is going to happen. So yeah. you've, you've got to kind of really choose courage over comfort to use, you know, Brene Brown's, you know, term, I loved her Netflix special, there was like so much there. And, you know, Brene's messages are so spiritual. And yet I love how she packages them as like, so no nonsense, right? Yeah, it's just it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's like no nonsense spirituality. So it's palatable for for, for so many more people, people yeah. you know, and it is so great. But I so I just want to really underline what you're pointing to. And inviting us all to consider, which is to, instead of staying with the no that's comfortable, and I call it the comfortable, you know, comfortably bleeding place, right? Yeah, because none of us are ever truly fulfilled and happy on no, that surface level. No, exactly. But and if we go into that deep dive and suddenly we're in the I don't know. That scary place of not knowing where we start to question, we start to feel something different, right? The numbing's coming off and we're suddenly in this place of, oh my gosh, what's here? Where am I in this, right? Yes. Who absolutely. am I? And that can be a really scary place for a lot of people. I want to actually talk a little bit more about how I define this surface dwelling, because I think that we're talking about it a lot, but I want to, I want to kind of make a couple of things clear. So you, are you talking about like living on the surface? Yeah. Yes, I yeah. am. Yeah. So, so the surface self, okay, there's the surface self and then there's the soul self. And the surface self is where we're taught to live. It's where we're kind of taught to not ask too many questions, to, you know, do the things we quote unquote should do. Okay. Like, 
it's very much in that physical world of how it should all look pretty. Yeah. What's acceptable. Right. What society dictates, what our communities dictate, what our schools dictate, what the family dictates. Right. It's where the ordinary happens. Yes. Where the ego is usually always at play. It's where we often wear masks to kind of really have a facade of having it looking all handled. Yeah. Materialism. It's not a particularly genuine or authentic life. Right. Materialism is definitely can be of great importance. I'm not saying for everyone, but it's there. Absolutely. There's also a lot of rational thinking. Okay. So it's about being rational. Mm -hmm. And it's also the place where there's convenience for labels and silos and genders, right? Exactly. And so what we're seeing a lot of right now are especially kind of in these really tumultuous political, I'll say like, quote unquote, political times, although there's so much more happening, we're able to see so many problems get surfaced and problems that I think a lot of us would say, oh, my God, like, how come everybody's so gay suddenly, right? Or that was actually something else I love about Glennon. She talks about that, which is hysterical. It's like, you know, again, like, and I don't want to go too far down that hole. But what I want to say is like, there's also kind of like, how come everybody's so like, there's so much vitriol? How come there's so much hatred? How much white supremacy, so much inequality, right? As if it hasn't always existed. Yeah, it's always been there, it's folks, always right? been here, but it's now being revealed. And so what happened, what gets revealed gets healed. What we're in right now is an age where we have to see it and be with it and reckon with it in order to kind of start to conceive a new reality. Yeah, to rebalance and to bring in the balance of masculine and feminine. Well, and there's never, this is interesting, because I don't know that there's ever a balance. It's more of a harmony, right? Because balance is fleeting, right? There's that harmony quality that happens kind of when those, when that dualistic nature is at play. Mm-hmm. So I know what you mean. Yeah, I no, and I and I, I like where you're going. I love the harmony piece. And you can tell, though, when there is a severe imbalance, what we're experiencing now. Oh, we're experiencing so much is disharmony. So much and lack of stage time. And what I mean by that is to put it in a physical realm of stage time for women. I'm just going to be the voice of it in a patriarchal society and thousands and thousands and thousands of years, literally, of training, right, that there is an imbalance in the male-female, in the masculine-feminine, in that stage time presence where women have been suppressed in so many different modalities of living life. So that piece, yes, to harmony and to balance, right? The balance has to come in for, and I'll say this, for divine harmony to come in, right? Because then there's also the the whole piece that we've been dancing with where there's consensual role playing where there's harmony in a home, but the woman is playing very small to keep peace, Mm -hmm. to please everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like, where's the balance in that it's lacking. Right. So I feel like almost one will feed that harmony. Like 
right? Yeah. Well, it's it's certainly an interesting. I think they both have kind of this truth to them. Yeah. So really, again, going kind of back to this whole idea of like the surface self. Again, it's a very veiled existence, meaning how you know that you're really kind of done with the surface life is that you feel like you might be questioning yourself, like, is this all there is? And the answer is hell no. (laughs) You know, if you're like, really, like, did I trade in my soul for like a paycheck and a pension plan? It's like, well, you know, there's still time, right? Like... There's actually so much more available. And the reason we call it soul diving is because we want you to dive below the surface here and see what's there. And so here's, here's what I mean. So let me try to put some language around this. Yeah. When you soul dive, you dive into the realm of the unknown. In the unknown is the place where you can discover personal truth. You can discover wisdom. That's where revelation is you know, insight. That's where transformation happens. You have access. There's portals in inside of the unknown, actually, that you can access things as you dive more deeply. I love that. Right? Yeah. That's where you start to dream. That's, you know, inside of that is where you start recognizing the interconnectedness of life all around us, in nature, everywhere. And what happens when you soul dive is that you go down for the insight and you come back up and you bring that insight to the surface. And that's where it starts to live in an expression of you in the world. That's how you start feeling more fulfillment and more life. My God, we're here to live, people. We are not here to invest in our you know, retirement that we never get to really live, right? Like, (laughs) good Lord, mother of God, mother of God, you know, like we're, we are big, we have expansion to do. Yeah, we came here to get stuff done and have fun doing it, right? Like this is, this is about getting fully alive, lit up, right? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you're, you know, you're hearing from someone who like, Truly, like I had a death wish, you know, I really did. So I wanted to die. I thought because because here's what I know. I had been living so long on the surface. I couldn't I couldn't breathe up there. It was actually not my natural habitat. Yeah, there was no air. There was no air there. And so diving below the surface is where we get so clear about what now we have a skateboarder going by this is just so funny you guys it's just hysterical well you know as we're having this deep soul dive conversation which is happening around it's us it's fascinating isn't it it really it is re- and so this guy we just it's like you start <laughs> skating through life and like the skateboard right there's like, a metaphor going right by with the right like he's just going down the hill it's kind of like that <laughs> metaphor of like swimming up the river right like why would you go against the current like life actually wants this for you yeah life doesn't want you to live on the surface it is not where life happens so yeah. I'm going to say that again so it's about you know you soul dive and that's where you start to see things as extraordinary versus ordinary that's where you start to <laughs> you start to actually live in the irrational versus the rational irrational is not a bad thing as women we've all been taught we're irrational right you know what the world could use a little more irrational thinking so absolutely dare to go there 
Right. That, you know, you start manifesting new understandings, new possibilities. You start dreaming new dreams. You start visioning new visions. You start imagining new scenarios. And you start like literally loving yourself, right? I well, mean, this is where the love starts to wake up. Yes. And that, and I love that you said wake up because it's in us. It is who we are, but we cannot access it until we start diving. Yeah. And right. so we, as women, often we are taught to go outside of ourselves for the answers. It's how we are socially conditioned. I see it over and over and over again. In fact, my cousin was sitting with me in the car the other day. She's done so much work on herself. She brought a scenario to the surface that's happening with a new guy that she's dating and she loves. And she brought this scenario up and she's like, what should I do? And I was like, how should I know? It's not it, like it's not for me to know your answers. I do not. Why as women do we think another woman has the answer that we need? We don't use her answers anyway. Let's face it. Yeah, right. right. We don't. I, how many times have you given advice and like nobody takes our advice because it's it's like I don't have your answers. You have your answers. And to be able to start accessing your yeah. own answers is such a powerful well, place. What comes up for me is in what answer, because there can be a lot of answers to that one scenario. Absolutely. And like, what answer are you ready for? What are you actually ready to claim that's going to truly serve you? Yes. Right? Yes, absolutely. And now what I want to talk about is this interesting going back to the masculine and the feminine. What I want to talk about is this idea of the wounded feminine, because that's also living on the surface and we see it a lot. Okay. And here's how it looks. It looks like living a life filled with shame, a ton of self-loathing. Although a lot of women would be like, what? I, I don't self-loathe. It's like, oh yes, you do. So this is also where you'll see the wounded feminine is a lot of self-sacrifice to the point where she has no time left for her, right? Like that's this kind of like martyr syndrome, right? Yeah. Where you're giving and giving and giving and, and you're a shell of who you once were. You feel dead or lonely inside. And Depleted, you just keep exhausted. Kind yeah. of keeping the facade, right? Yeah. There's a lot of comparison in this wounded feminine. Yeah. There's a lot of victimization, a lot of victim fear. Here's where we tend to get into something that I call internal misogyny. And yeah. we'll talk about that. That'll yeah. be like its own kind of podcast. Yeah, there's a big one there. Ooh. I would also dare to say there's the apology. She apologizes, right? Yeah, she's, there's she's, the over-apology. Yeah. There's, there's objectification, material goods, gossip, a lot of anxiety, a lot of disconnected numbness. A lot of masks. A lot of loneliness, right? Uh, yep. Just live in the trance of unworthiness. And then, you know, how it looks when we start to soul dive is underneath the surface, here's what's there. Self-care, self-love, boundaries, believe it or not. When women start to actually get the power of boundaries, a whole new world will open up. Dreaming, desires, pleasure. Oh, my God. Women have been taught to deny their pleasure for eons. Yeah. Right. So there's a receiving, a giving, like all of that duality that we were talking about earlier is kind of in this soul diving place. There's a sense of worthiness, of deserving. There's full self-expression and full permission here. There's also personal truth, wisdom. There's joy. There's Divinity. playing. Transformation. Right? Intimacy. Oh, my gosh. Women so want intimacy. 
ladies, in the soul diving that you will gain intimacy and your capacity for intimacy with others. And by becoming what you want, you'll actually also attract it in a partner. Exactly. It's fascinating. So this is, again, where the creativity, the goddess, the masculine and the feminine in a much more... And here's what I also want to say about soul diving. What happens is that the wounded feminine becomes what I call the integrated, mature, divine feminine when you start soul diving. Could you say that again? Yeah. So I am DF, the integrated, mature, divine feminine. And that's kind of this idea of transforming the wounded kind of fractured idea of the feminine into this in an immature kind of sense of what feminine is. Yeah. Into a much more integrated, mature and divine feminine. And the same is true for masculine. What we're seeing playing out in the world is a wounded masculine. Okay. It's why we don't see the king, lover, magician, you know, the, those kind of really imbalance archetypes on the surface. What we're seeing is the aggression, the violence, you know, all of the kind of wounded masculine, right? That's everybody's kind of coining toxic masculinity. But really what it is, is it's this wounded masculinity and it's this very fractured sense of what masculine is. Yes. So, you know, so again, this is also where true healing occurs. It occurs when you start soul diving. You can go to therapy all day long on the surface and you can talk until the hills. That's helpful, actually. I don't want to put that down at all. It is super helpful. Right. But where you start to get to the point where you're really starting to heal and integrate is when you start going deeper and deeper within and kind of that's where meditation starts to become available. And it's why so many people will say like, and here I'm raising my hand, I'm, I am not the most natural meditative person. I tend to do my meditations in walks or drives. I access my meditation in other ways. It doesn't have to look like Om exactly. sitting in a... You it's know, really a true. I mean, style. It just, for it, me, it's in nature or the bathtub. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think what you're saying here is so important to really underline is, you know, to gain access, some of the obstruction around working at that and making it available is I don't want to meditate or I just can't see myself or, you know, I've never been good at that. Therefore, the door is shut and locked and I cannot access the invitation to doing some of that soul diving. Mm -hmm. Actually, guys, it is available and you get to discover it in your own way, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and so really just to kind of, again, start to really like continue to expand and unpack this whole, we talk about mind, body, spirit, right? A lot of people give that a lot of lip service as if it's, you know, like the three, you know, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? Or the white, right? The three. The Trinity, the Trinity. right? <laughs> and thank you, because that's exactly the word I was going for, because there's a reason, right, that this realm is so powerful and important. And it's this holism, it's this holistic view. And so if we're really not paying attention to the power of this spiritual aspect of our being, we are really missing the vitality that's available to us, the wealth, the abundance, the magic, like all of the good things. And the unlocking. I mean, I really think that we're 
we're making a claim here that we're saying there's something more than living on the surface of, of life, right? Yes. And we, we are making a claim and inviting inviting you to consider what is below the surface of your life and what is available to you in spirit, in that realm of not knowing and daring to get uncomfortable and not have all the answers. Because ironically, in that not knowing is where we start to truly connect with ourselves, right? Like yeah. it's, I have to say that it's when I'm in controversy with myself, when I'm, when I've been provoked and I'm suffering is when I literally find myself. It's where I literally feel if I stay with it and I'm committed where I start to feel and then deepen the intimacy and relationship with myself. Well, I love to what you're surfacing here because this is where a lot of people spiritually bypass. Like they think that if they think a better thinking thought versus actually be with the feelings of the hurt, the upset, the shadow side of who we are, that that's actually going to somehow you know, like make it all pretty again, make it all pretty again, but there's a necessity in it. There's a wisdom in it. There's actually information there that is necessary and is unique to you. Exactly. To you and to me and to her and to her and to her. It's not a collective information. It's how we get informed about our own life. And what's there is something for us to then alchemize and bring back to the surface as a yeah. unique expression, again, of our unique brilliance. We are here actually to reveal the truth of who we are. We are. And the truth of who we are is divine, creative, infinite possible beings right? We can do and create anything. And, you know, it's really, it's a challenging, it's certainly not something that happens overnight. It's why we call it a practice. We practice it. And so again, this isn't about invalidating anybody who was born into an experience, you know, a living experience that is filled with heartache and cruelty and violence and, you know, like this is not about minimizing any of that. It's about alchemizing. It's about sometimes we're given circumstances where we can make two choices. And again, I call it divine trauma because I believe that any circumstances that we are dealt are an opportunity to actually explore the truth of who we are inside of and to actually become who we are meant to be here. And so whatever experiences we're getting or we were born into, it's not about invalidating. It's saying, and there's something there. There's a disguised gift, however horrible it is. There's something there for you to discern. And it, believe me, it's not about you deserving it. It's more about the circumstances that are actually going to create the tension to give you the information you need in order to become who you need to become. Yeah. So again, like here's to dark nights of the soul. Yeah. Because it's by having one. So for those of you listeners who have had your whole world fall apart, 
Because oftentimes that's what has to happen in order for us to listen. We have to kind of experience what Pema Chandron calls the wisdom of no escape. Yeah, I mean, it's a crash and burn, right? It, the suffering is, is that disguised gift. And it's not about knowing how to do it. You simply stay in it and it has its way with you. Right, Monica? Like there's, you know, it's, you often can hear, but how, or, you know. I don't have that answer. You do. Right. It's not the, it's not the how. You just stay and you literally let it have its way with you. And if you stay. You'll know. You'll, yeah. You will come out the other side. You will become informed. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, I love language because it's And enlightened, right? I mean, there it is. Enlightened, truly. But when we think about, you know, kind of being informed, right? It's an inner forming, literally. Well, that has to happen before the enlightenment, right? Absolutely. There it is, you right? Ha- it's the ha- inside job. Well, and, and it's this idea, too. I don't know if, if any of you know the expression down seven, up eight, right? I think it was, it's either... It's definitely a, an Eastern expression, and, I, and I'll probably butcher it, but the idea is that, you know, you never kind of have a life experience where you don't kind of, if you're gaining information from it, that you don't end up coming out that much more wise, that much more capable, that much more aware. You're developing your whole lifetime. What you're doing is you're developing, you're becoming So everything that happens literally is part of that. And so here's to failing because it informs us, right? Like none of these things we've been taught bad, good, right, wrong. No, that is the wrong measuring stick. Yeah, it's not even what it's about. It's not even helpful. Yeah. It's not even really helpful. Well, there's the should and shouldn't. Well, and there's the surface life. Those are the conversations you're going to get on the surface life. And if you're done having that conversation, we're inviting you into a new conversation. So more to be revealed always, but I've really, I've enjoyed this. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. So hang in there with us and dare to dive below the surface. Just dare. In celebration of our podcast launch, Andrea and I would like to extend a special offer for $100 off our self-guided Loving Yourself Well e-course. Please go to jointherevelation.com and enter podcast 100 at the checkout. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, please visit us at jointherevelation.com and be sure to download our free gift subscribe to our mailing list, or leave us a review on iTunes. We thank you for your generous listening. And as always, more to be revealed.